I'm James Brian Smith. Welcome to the Things Above podcast. You're listening to episode 44. If you missed the pilot episode or this is your first time listening, this is a podcast for what I call Mind Discipleship. It's a podcast for those who want to set their minds on things above. That's where the name of the podcast comes from, from Colossians 3, where Paul says, set your minds on things above. Think about your thinking. That was something Dallas Willard often said, think about your thinking, because what we think about determines the course of our lives. The thought from above for this week is this, God is already present. There's an old cliche, but one I think is very true, and it goes like this. If you feel distant from God, you must ask the question, who moved? The great theologian St. Augustine famously wrote, Late have I loved you, O beauty ever ancient, ever new. Late have I loved you. You were within me, but I was outside. And it was there that I searched for you. I plunged into the lovely things you created. You were with me, but I was not with you. I think the reason this quote is so well known is because it speaks to us all. We search for God, we wonder where God is, and at times we feel alone. But God was there all along. We search for God on the outside, but God was always right there with us on the inside. Ronald Rollheiser says of prayer We don't pray to make God present. God is already present, always present everywhere. We pray to make ourselves present to God. Psalm 139 reads, Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and settle at the farthest limits of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me fast. So, whether or not we feel or experience God's presence with us is not determined by God, but determined by us. Let me repeat that. Whether or not we feel or experience God's presence with us is not determined by God, but determined by us. And therein lies the main issue. In my own journey into a deeper life with God, I know that it's been filled with many, many real moments of God's presence. And that's been a huge part of my life with God, and I'm really grateful for it. I've had some kind of mystical moments where God's presence was very real. I felt God's nearness to me in what the Celtics called thin places, where that gap between earth and heaven feels so thin. But if I'm honest, I admit that much of my life is lived without being aware of God's presence. I imagine fish are not aware of the water they swim in, just as I'm seldom aware of the air I breathe. In the same way, though God is present everywhere and at all times, I'm often unaware. I live most of my life, I must admit, without noticing God's presence. And let me offer another important word about that right away. And that is that this isn't a sin on our part. I don't don't believe God is angry with us about this. And I think it's important to say that because 
we don't need to feel guilt or shame for, you know, well, I don't sense God's presence enough. God, I believe, is very gracious about this. I believe God's not obtrusive or pushy or aggressive. I believe God's posture is this. I'm here. I'm with you. And I, in my grace, allow you to take that for granted. You're free to be aware of my presence or free to ignore it. My love remains constant either way. That being said, I believe we can and we ought to increase our awareness or our connection or our intimacy with God. And we can. I'm going to offer you five ways I found very helpful in helping me become more aware of God's presence in my life. But before I get to the how, I want to say a few words about the why. Because, you know, in life, the why is always more important than the how. I've found anyway. Because if you have your why, you'll always find out a how. So, why would we want to increase our awareness of God's presence in our lives? Well, I think the answers to that are many, but let me focus on one main reason. The failure to recognize God's presence leaves us impoverished. For me, failure to recognize God's presence leaves me on my own, which makes me restless, distracted, and dull. In contrast, the more I'm aware of God's presence, the richer my life becomes. And when I do this regularly, the less I'm obsessed with my own petty interests and snubs and hurts and things like that. In short, being aware of God's presence leads to a much richer, fuller, robust kind of life. And who doesn't want that? So, I hope I've convinced you. Are you now eager to increase your awareness of God's presence in your life? So, let me recap for a moment. God is never not there with us. And we're never away from God. We don't have to do anything to make God present. And God's not angry if we fail to do so. But our lives are much richer if we do so. The key, then, is for us to find ways to make ourselves present to God. So, now, before I offer my five practices, I want to acknowledge the fact that all of us connect to God in different ways. Some people feel God's presence very directly in worship. Others feel God's nearness when they pray. I've even met people who feel a close connection to God when they read the Bible. And of course, many people feel close to God when they're out in nature. My point is that we're all unique and we do connect to God more fully in different ways. That being said, I want to share five practices that have been helpful to me in creating greater awareness of God's presence in my life. Practice number one. Well, it's simple. Practicing God's presence. The first way to become more aware of God's presence is to practice God's presence. And this is actually an ancient practice wherein we try to be aware that God is with us to keep God's presence in our consciousness and even to feel God in our bodies. No one did this better than the great writer and missionary Frank Laubach. Listen as Laubach describes how he experimented with trying to remain aware of God's presence in all that he did. This is taken from his journal, January 26, 1930. Laubach writes, For the past few days I've been experimenting in a more complete surrender than ever before. I am taking, by deliberate act of will, enough time from each hour 
to give God much thought. Yesterday and today, I've made a new adventure, which is not easy to express. I'm feeling God in each movement by an act of will, willing that he shall direct these fingers that now strike this typewriter, willing that he shall pour through my steps as I walk, willing that he shall direct my words as I speak and my very jaws as I eat, exclamation point. Notice how Labach emphasizes this act of surrender, what he calls a complete surrender. And he calls this an adventure. Feeling God in every movement, even in his fingers when he typed or his legs when he walked, or in the words that come from his mouth. Practicing the presence of God, as Labach did, can absolutely revolutionize your life. The second practice is what is known as the chair practice. In this exercise, what you do is you place an empty chair in your midst, and you imagine that Christ is seated in that chair. You can talk to him or simply be with him. Sometimes I like to go about my work in my office with the empty chair nearby, imagining Jesus is right there in my office with me. Now, that may seem a little odd, but I find it useful. Just it's a way to help me become more aware that God is present. The third practice is scripture memorization. It's a way to keep the Lord always before me, as Psalm 16:8 reads. Because when we memorize scripture, we're placing our minds before the living, God-breathed words of the Bible. And what I really love about memorizing scripture is that you take it with you wherever you go. Sometimes I'll be waiting in line or sitting quietly somewhere, and I can bring to mind a passage that I've learned, or, or I am still learning, and I recite the words, and as I do, I feel a very strong sense of God's presence with me. A fourth practice is imaginative prayer. In this exercise, we open the Bible to a passage, ideally from the Gospels, and we read it slowly, trying to imagine ourselves actually in the story. For example, if we're reading the story about the paralyzed man at the pool of Bethesda, we can imagine ourselves present to what's happening. And by the gift of our imagination and our senses, we can see and smell and hear what's happening. I especially love watching and listening to Jesus as he interacts with people. I feel a very strong sense of God's presence when I engage in the practice of imaginative prayer through Scripture. Fifth and finally, we can pay attention to the beauty that is all around us. I believe God speaks to us in beauty, and I know that I can easily miss the beauty that surrounds me, whether it's in sight or sound or smell or taste or touch. I like to practice beauty spotting. The other day, I sat in my chair and I looked out the window and I noticed a blue jay and a cardinal who seemed to be kind of sparring. They weren't actually getting along. But as I watched it, the blue and the red was so glorious. And the intricacy and the complexity and beauty of these two amazing birds was absolutely astounding. And it just made me think, wow, look what God has done. These instances of beauty, I like to say, are not ultimate, but penultimate, meaning that when I see them, I don't praise them, but I praise the God who created them. And in this way, I feel a very strong sense of God's presence.
These are five ways that have been helpful to me, and they're not the only ways to grow in your awareness of God's presence with you. But they're certainly very beneficial, and I hope they will be for you as well. Let me close with a story about the great theologian Karl Rahner. He was once asked whether he believed in miracles. His answer was this, I don't believe in them. I rely on them to get through each day. I believe miracles are all around us, and they come in the form of God's presence with us, that God who is always present in our lives if we have the ability to pay attention. The question will always be, are we present to the God who's present to us? I hope you'll join me next week for episode 45 for a Things Above conversation with a returning guest, Emily P. Freeman. Until then, you can find me on Twitter and Facebook at James Brian Smith, and you can learn more about this podcast at ApprenticeInstitute.org. My hope, as always, is that if one day you're asked, what's on your mind? Your answer will be, things above. <laughs>